Welcome to the Rebel Speaker Podcast, where we break the tried and true presentation rules so that you can create a speech that stands out, makes an impact, and positions you as the go-to expert. And now your host, the instigator of the presentation rebellion, Dr. Michelle Mazer. Hey, 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 welcome to episode 30 of the Rebel Speaker Podcast. And today we're going to talk about storytelling. Specifically, how to tell if your story is TMI, too much information. Because we live in this age of vulnerability, but how much vulnerability is too much vulnerability. And before we dive into this meaty topic, wanted to give a shout out to our sponsor, the Rebel Speaker Bootcamp, which is a signature program to craft your signature talk in a very intimate group. It's a six-week program that will help you identify your big idea, how you stand out as a speaker. At the end, you will have a talk that not only will get you applause, but attract you future speaking gigs. For more information on the boot camp, go to drmichellemazer.com forward slash boot camp. The next round starts on May 23rd. So now let's dive into a conversation about vulnerability and when storytelling becomes too much information. So during a nasty, tumultuous, heart-wrenching breakup, I was a college professor teaching interpersonal communication. And every Tuesday and Thursday, I marched into the classroom to explore topics like falling in love, how to maintain relationships, and how to make a relationship thrive. I'd walk out of the class exhausted, thinking to myself, can we just get to the dark side of relationships, breakups, deception, conflict, I'll rock that material. Because that material was my everyday life. But actually, it got worse when I covered those theories. My students heard all about my friend who was going through a bad breakup and was the source of all my examples. Now, my students were smarty pants. They didn't buy the friend cover story. So in front of 40 college students, I re-experienced everything those theories discussed. The pain, the anguish, the anger, especially the anger, and the frustration. Not only was this personally more painful than I thought it would be, But I feared that my reactions were so visceral that I was ruining all of my students for future relationships. Now, this experience happened before the time of Brene Brown and her research on vulnerability. Little did I know at that time that I was suffering from a vulnerability hangover. That feeling of being exposed when you've shared too much information. And that feeling, I'm sure my students were suffering from because they knew way too much about their professor. But thanks to Brene's research, we are now told to embrace our vulnerability and know that our story matters and that it's important to tell. And I agree to a point. 
Nowadays, a newsletter with a personal disclosure lands in my inbox about once a week. And these tales can be wonderful and engaging and make a powerful point. But other times, it's just TMI. It's too much information about that person for me to wrap my arms around. If you can't grasp the change you seek for the audience, then you must rethink telling the story. Sharing our vulnerability for vulnerability's sake feels like it's become yet another marketing and speaking tactic so that people will know, like, and trust us. We forget Brene Brown's sage advice that you should be selective about who you share your vulnerability with. Every time you step on stage, think of the audience. Can they hold space for your story? Is there a greater lesson in it? My clients ask me all the time, how much of their story should they share? And these are the three questions that I always ask them. If you're wondering if you should share a story or if your story is TMI, go through these three questions right now. Question number one is, are you out of the story? Never tell a story in front of a live audience or on your blog that you haven't fully processed yet. If you're still very much in the story, thinking about it, experiencing the emotions of it, then that story is raw. It's sacred. And you don't share the sacred with everybody. You share it with a select few that are in your vulnerability posse, the people that you trust most. You're ready to share the story when merely thinking about the story doesn't cause tears to well up in your eyes or cause you to fly into a fit of rage. Your emotions are neutral, and the story feels like a movie playing in your head instead of something you're experiencing in the moment firsthand. The story I told you at the beginning of this podcast happened over 10 years ago. I feel pretty neutral about this telling you that story. And honestly, I'm slightly amused by how messed up I was at the time. But that's it. I know that I can tell that story because it has a greater point. Which leads us to question number two. Does the story help you make a bigger point? The tell your story advice is everywhere. And I used to even give it, except I've recently figured out that sharing your soul-stirring story is not a great way to get paid as a speaker because no one really cares unless it makes a bigger point. I recently had a consult with a client who worked with another speaking coach who helped her tell her story. And man, did she have her story down pat. It was brilliant. It was well-crafted. But the problem was no one cared. She couldn't get speaking gigs because her story didn't have a larger point. When you tell your story, there needs to be an action, an aha moment, or a major takeaway that affects the audience. Your audience must get a result from hearing this story. So ask yourself this question. As a result of hearing my story, how should my audience change? If you can't grasp the change that you seek for the audience, then you must rethink 
telling the story. Sharing a personal story is not just about how to get the audience to know, like, and trust you, but how to create a bigger and deeper meaning for them. The purpose of your speech is to create an audience experience and everything in that speech must be there to serve the audience. The final question you should ask yourself about whether or not you should tell your story is, should the story only be shared with your vulnerability inner circle? Anytime when you divulge big, vulnerable, personal stories, you're asking the audience to hold space for your story. For some audiences, that might be a perfect fit. And for others, your story might just be too much information. It goes back to knowing your audience and what they are open to hearing. But the other takeaway here is that some stories are meant for you and your inner circle. This inner circle is the people who know you, love you, and support you no matter what. It's a small and exclusive group. For me, my circle is my husband and a couple of friends who've got my back. I can share my most shameful moments with them, and I know that they're going to be there for me. I tell them things I'd never, ever talk about on my blog or in a podcast or in a newsletter. That is perfectly fine. One of my friends and mentors, Erica Learmark, she always is encouraging me to share more. And she's actually great at disclosing and telling stories about her life. But that's not me. And that's perfectly fine. The best advice is to follow your gut on this one. What feels right to you? What do you think your audience is open to creating space for? Is the takeaway you are offering meaningful enough to justify sharing? Vulnerability is not a speaking or marketing tactic. Vulnerability is a choice. You get to make that choice. You choose the story to tell. You choose who to share it with. You choose what your audience takes away from the story. You'll avoid the vulnerability hangover if you share stories you fully processed that make a bigger point for your audience and that you're comfortable sharing. So remember, you don't have to share your darkest secrets with the world to be a phenomenal speaker. You don't have to have a huge story of rags to riches to be successful at speaking. If you ask yourself these three questions, are you out of your story? Does the story help you make a bigger point to the audience? And should you be sharing the story with people outside of your vulnerability inner circle? You'll know whether the story will connect with your audience or if you're on the path to creating a vulnerability hangover. If you'd like to chat more about vulnerability, then head on over to the Rebel Speaker Facebook group. Start a conversation. We're at drmichellemazer.com forward slash group, and I'd love to have you. We talk about all things speaking and marketing related. So until next time, remember, your most rebellious act is being more of who you are.